Next on BYU Sports Nation, sudden change of plans for Jimmer Fredette. Why is he leaving the NBA Summer League? Who is the number one villain of BYU Sports in 2019? Plus, former BYU basketball player and current hoops analyst Mark Durant joins us live. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, July 5th. Hope you enjoyed a fantastic holiday on July 4th. Independence, including tons of barbecue, family, friends, and Whatever else you do on July 4th. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Utah County Noise Ordinance Director, Brian Logan. That's right, man. I was giving out tickets left and right. Curfew, 7 o'clock. We talked about this earlier this week. My perspective on fireworks after 9 p.m. has changed 1 million percent since becoming a parent of a young child. Yeah, yeah. You, well, because you got to get your sleep, man, you know, and... You, if you're a smart parent, you'll go to bed when your kids go to bed. You know, you, you try to stay on their schedule, right, on their timeline. Well, on the 4th of July, I'm thinking, okay, I probably should understand that people are going to let off fireworks until, I don't know, 1030, right? But it's the days leading up to the 4th of July where people are lighting off lines of firecrackers at yeah. 1150 at night. And I'm thinking, why do you not understand that there are people here that are trying to sleep. Like the 4th of July, I get it. But I'm kind of get-off-my-lawn guy there, because of that. There's no rules, man. It's, it's, just, it's just people are reckless. It's like once firework stands are out, then you, know, you just got to just gotta have the expectations that you're going to hear things. And, and I, I went to a couple of different events with some friends and, and you know, earlier this week, and things were popping off, and I kept jumping. Uh-huh. And they're like, Brian, it's okay. You're not, you're, uh-huh. not in the hood. you're not in the hood anymore. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in Utah. I'm in Utah. <laughs> That's the only thing that gets me, man, is just is being jumpy. Like, oh, oh, oh look, look. The way that it shakes your house, the way that it sounds, the that, windows rattle. That, too, that makes me really uneasy because every single time I think Jesus is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian, it's been too long, my friend. Clearly, oh, it's been way too long. Welcome back. Thanks. Happy to be here. You're going to be here a lot through all of next week as well. Oh, Friday, yeah. What about you? Are you staying, going, leaving? So it's that time of year where we can actually take a little bit of vacation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's vacation time for me. It was vacation time for Jerem this week. Jason uh, started his late or earlier this week, and then mine comes somehow fits in the middle of that. Okay. So, so Brian Logan back? for the win. Hey, Brian, Brian Logan you. for the win, holding Thank down you. Studio B. Here's today's show lineup. Mark Durant, always entertaining, former BYU basketballer, current BYU basketball analyst on the radio. In his opinion, what's next for Jimmer Fredette? And what does he think about the other summer league guys, Eric Mika and Elijah Bryant. Don't forget, big deal, no deal. Moroni Lau Lupututau doing some work with the family over the holidays. Brian. Yes, sir. He's getting right. He's getting his body right. Is he going to be ready for game number one? Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. All right, after playing two games in the NBA Summer League, Jimmer Fredette all of a sudden wasn't on the bench with the Golden State Warriors. Then reports surfaced that he has decided to stop playing in the Summer League to reportedly decrease the risk of injury as he seeks lucrative deals overseas. 
He averaged 9.5 points on 44% shooting in those two NBA Summer League games with the Warriors at the California Classic. Mm, Got to do his best for him. We'll talk about it a little bit um, coming up this show. Uh, Elijah Bryant and the Milwaukee Bucks play in their first Summer League game today against the 76ers at 3.30 Eastern. The game is on ESPN2. Bryant averaged 17.5 points and 5.7 rebounds last season for Hapolilat. Yes, Hapolilat. <laughs> But you might as well just combine it, right? Hapolalat. Hapolalat. Oh, these names. Speaking of overseas BYU basketball players, Brandon Davies has officially signed a two-year deal to play with FC Barcelona, one of the premier clubs overseas. Nice. Davies recently named the best rebounder in the FIBA African qualifiers and is coming off a fantastic campaign with BC Zalgiris, helping them to reach two Lithuanian championships. According to Pro Football Focus, James MP is the second highest graded center in all of college football. Believe that. That's all of college football. Uh, Pro Football Focus reported that MP allowed only nine quarterback pressures in 853 snaps played. Who's doing that analysis? That's what I want to know. They Who's probably... spending that time to look at all 853 snaps for James MP to be like, yes, you're ranked number two. Somebody who respect is getting paid a lot of money. Hey, do it. Re- respect. <laughs> All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. So I'm watching the Golden State Warriors NBA Summer League game in the California Classic on Wednesday and looking at the bench wondering when Jimmer Fredette's going to enter the game. Only Jimmer Fredette's not on the bench, and he's not on the baseline And he's not in the second row behind the team, so he's not with them. And, oh, no, is he injured? Did he get injured in warm-ups? Oh, my goodness, Jimmer Fredette's not even with the Warriors or the NBA Summer League. He gone. The question is, (laughs) why? And more importantly, Brian, when you found out, what was your reaction to Jimmer Fredette leaving the Golden State Warriors Summer League team to reportedly Avoid injury and pursue lucrative deals overseas. You know, it's 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 funny as I started really analyzing what I thought about, and, and the, my very first reaction, the very first thing that came to my mind was good for him. As weird as that, as weird, right? Right? You give me that face, like you know, you smell something. Yeah, weird. yeah. No, no. Tell me why. Well, I mean, when you when you think about the goal of athletes, football, baseball, it doesn't really matter. Collegiate athletes, right? Everybody wants to play at the highest level. And, and even though you play professional, if it's in the CFL football or if it's overseas for basketball, you still want to make it to the NFL or you still want to make it to the NBA. And so when you have that opportunity, like Jimmer did, and for whatever reason, you know, it, it, he, he left, that, that, that's got to tell you that there's something, in my opinion, better, right? There's something better for him. And if that's another opportunity, maybe, you know, after the first game, he got a lot more looks. Um, teams overseas, maybe teams in the NBA called him up and said, hey, you know, we're interested, whatever the case is. Because with, with, with what he's saying, and we all know his goal is to play in the NBA and make a roster again. And he came back and did that he, with the Phoenix Suns. That, that he came back, right, exactly. All those things, you got to assume that there's a better, there's another opportunity. Certainly. There's a better opportunity. There's, there's money to be made for Jim or Fredette. There's no question about that. But my initial reaction is, Oh, man, what am I going to do for the rest of July? <laughs> I was watching Jimmer Fredette play basketball every day, and Eric Mika and Elijah Bryant starts today, and that was kind of an exciting storyline that was developing as three former BYU guys 
not yeah. in the NBA, trying to stick in the NBA or trying to break into the NBA. All there on ESPN, on NBA TV. It was fun to see them play again. 100%, man. Okay? So Jimmer's not there, and I think, oh, man, that's kind of a bummer. And then I started to think about his welfare. One, I hope he's okay mm. and he's not injured. Well, thankfully, that's not the case. But, okay, well, if he's not there, then where is he and why? I understand completely if he is seeking money and a deal across the pond to go play basketball. Like, he, Jimmer's got a lot of basketball yeah, left ahead of him. For sure. No question. I just know he wants to be in America with his wife and kids. Yeah, that, I mean, I think I think that's a that's probably the biggest challenge, man. Is is playing overseas while having a family. It's one thing to have a, you know a wife, right, and and she can tag along. You guys are best friends, you know, great life. Yay! It's a it's a vacation, right? Kind of kind of kind of you know, sort of speak. Um, you're getting paid for it. But when you got kids involved, it's a whole nother situation. Yes. You know what I mean? It's, it's you know, you got you think about school, you think about friends, you think about, you know, what are you going to be? Because you think about it, most of the time, and I'm assuming this, I don't know, most of the time I would assume that the wife, the spouse is going to be isolated, right? Just just kind of just natural. And maybe there's other, you know, wives on the team, you know, you have wives clubs and things like that. But essentially, man, if you have kids involved, now you're potentially that much more isolated, right? You don't want to go out in a foreign area and you're very limited, I think, when it, when it comes to living a life. So I, I think, I think all of that plays into consideration. Yeah. My reaction ultimately comes down to dang it. I want Jimmer to be able to have what he wants, which is a career in the NBA, whether that's playing 10 to 12 minutes a night or whatever, but more importantly, doing what he wants to do. And that's to stay in America and be with his family. And I know you think, well, what just pack up the kids and move across seas. It's not that it's easy. Not, not that easy. It's, it's not that easy. Okay, no, <laughs> there I wish, are I, differing I, opinions in this matter. I wish I could. I wish I could have what I want too. You know, but life isn't like that, Spencer. I'd be six three right now. Actually, I'd be six three and a half. No, I'm intrigued if, if I could. Oh, okay, on the topic yes, number two. Yes, Pat Ford of Yahoo Sports ranked all sixty five Power Five schools by overall athletic success. Yes, Ford mentioned BYU and said the Cougars would have been thirty third in our rankings between Tennessee and Baylor. So, Spencer, does BYU belong with the Power Five? Athletic departments. You already know the answer to this question, Brian. Yes. And Pat Forty knows the answer for that matter. Yes, BYU has a Power Five-like athletic department from top to bottom. We're not deliberating over that. It's it, This is a five-year study, by the way. This isn't just like, oh, well, last year BYU's athletic department was number 33. Right, right. Data. This over is time. over the last five years. Now, last I checked, 33rd is better than 32 other Power 5 athletic departments. Mm. Okay? Mm. So, yes, you already know that BYU's athletic department is like a Power 5. They're, the thing is, they're doing it without the money, in large part, right. that is flowing in from these Power 5 college football television deals. Right. Which makes it even that more, much more impressive. Definitely. 100%, man. So, I, yes, yes, they, they belong, but... I would say this. I would say this. I would say this. So we know that that's the. I mean, that's the question, and we know the answer, right? Especially us as analysts and as being home to, you know, the program and programs and the athletic department. But how could this help BYU get into a Power Five conference? It's already all there, and I said this to Jerem Jordan and to Jason Shepard over the last couple of weeks. People know what they're getting with BYU. 
Again, a five-year study of the entire athletic department has them at number 33. Let me ask you, Brian, does te- do Tennessee and Baylor belong in power five? Are, are they, do they belong with power five athletic departments? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. so. BYU's in that territory, top to bottom. But you know what you're getting with the Cougars, which includes all of the outside things and political Church, pressures yeah. and, yes, the religious ties and – Playing on Sundays, which is not, and There's, I mean, I, I, I was, I would think that that's the last or the least worry for conferences. I feel well, like they could work around. It's, anno- that, it's right? annoying. It's annoying for conferences to have to deal with that, especially if they're set in their ways. People don't like to change. It's not comfortable. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm bringing in millions and million dollars to share with everybody, how annoying! I, I sacrifice. What's the return on investment? <laughs> right. Are the, that's the thing. Does a Power Five conference feel like? Okay, if we invite BYU, are we going to get more out of this deal? Exactly. That's the that's literally the only thing I'm saying as a as somebody a decision maker, right? A, a key stakeholder in the conversation in the meetings. I'm thinking two things. One, are they a branded school, right? Like the quality of of school or athletic program, et cetera, et cetera. That's a check. And the next thing I'm saying is, how much money am I going to be getting with them? You know, coming on board. It's very simple to me and easy because everything is about money. We know that schedules, um, realignment, where people went, where they left, all has to do with money. So why not keep the same focus, the same goal and mindset when it comes to adding more people on? It, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Is the return on investment what it needs to be for a Power 5 conference? Because they want the better end of the deal, Brian. That's yeah. what it's going to take. Yeah. When BYU can prove to a Power 5 conference – you're actually going to get more out of this than we are, then it can happen. But how does that happen? The on the field or on the court or on the whatever playing surface they're performing in, that's there. Yes, the results are good enough, but it's way bigger than that. Financially, idealistically, it's a huge thing. So, yeah, we feel like athletically BYU belongs, but it's way bigger than that. On to topic three. Our friend Colin Cowherd at Fox Sports released something a few days ago revealing the top villains in sports. And we've kind of discussed this before within the BYU realm, but we want to simplify and focus this conversation to the year 2019. In the year 2019, Brian, who is the number one villain (laughs) for BYU sports? (laughs) Who's it going to be? It's the fans, man. It's the fans. What, what, what fans? The, the BYU fans. BYU fans? I'm going to say the BYU fans. Man. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What's I'm going to say? You, the I, number I one villain? Audible, I changed it up. I'm going to say the fans. <laughs> Brian, the this, number one villain of BYU sports is BYU fans? This is why I want to say this, man. And this is, this is more of a compliment than it is really bashing the fans. The, the fan base, the community, there's so much love. There's so much passion. I mean... This is the I, – I would say the number or our top five, you know, greatest fans or loyal fans, right? And, and when you look at certain uh, forums like, like a Cougar board or whatever the case is, it's rated number one for, for college forums. So you know that the excitement, the love is for the – that the fans have is for the programs, for the team, whatever the case is. Okay, right? so how is this villainry? Be- because, because when it comes to us as athletes – 
right? And it was easier back in my day because I didn't have the Twitter, the Instagram, all. you got so much noise, and a lot of that comes from the fans. And there's a lot of players that even chime back at fans. Uh-huh. And, and, and you, you've seen this over the last couple of years, man, especially as social media gets more and more, you know, used by fans as an outlet to talk to players directly. I remember with Alani, Alani Fua was was – was he posted on Twitter about a game he was playing, and a fan tweeted at him and was like, "You should be studying for the game." What? Huh? <laughs> yeah, what? what? You, do you pay my bills? Are you in charge of my scholarship? Do you? Are you the one who makes the roster every single week? Like, get out of my face! Don't get blocked. Do not get blocked. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and and nowadays with all of the 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 mental the mental the mental health issues, oh yeah, the, so much noise through technology, whatever the case is. It's harder and harder for these kids. Think about it. Kids, literally 18 years old, off the yellow bus to block out that noise, right? You have one fan who doesn't know too much about sports, okay. right? Okay. C- tries, to, tries to make a critique. And you know what that kid does? He crumbles. Oh, man, this person does. That's one person out of a billion. Thank, thank, thank the Lord that there's a billion other people on this earth. They're probably ah, have different opinions. Okay, That's so why I said that. It, Sorry, so I went on a rant. So it's not all BYU fans. No, no. It is the BYU fan I just, that tweets at a BYU player a critique when they have no stance to do so. I like what you did. I'm going to give you a high five for that. Let's say, let's say negative fans. Let's say negative fans. Let's say that. I can't believe that I kind of actually like that answer, Brian. <laughs> Well, well done. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to go the more traditional route. <laughs> Not call out the actual BYU fan base. But anybody that qualifies as a BYU rival is the number one villain for BYU sports in 2019. Why, Brian? Specifically in football, because they have destroyed BYU seasons over the last few years. Yeah. Kalani Satake has played 10 games against the quote-unquote rivals in his head coaching tenure. He has won one game and lost nine. Boise State, Utah State, and Utah. Mm. One win, nine Who was win against? losses. Utah State. Mm, okay. And it was a losing record Utah State team. Mm. The villains out there Did you put an asterisk by that one? for BYU football are the rivals. And it starts there. If BYU wants to have a Better than last year's season, a great season, a gulp magical season. It starts with beating the rivals on the football field. Utah State, Boise State, and Utah. Target those three. If BYU has a winning record against, against the rivals, guys. Brian, yeah. two and one. Okay, we're talking two and one yeah. in one season. The Cougars will win eight or more games. Yeah. Yep. It, everything changes. If you start to beat the rivals, they can solve that problem. So to me, point, those man. are the villains. They are the villains. It's that simple. And anybody that wears red. And speaking of that, the rivals show up starting in how many days? Countdown to the youths. 55 days. 55 days away wait. from BYU, Utah. I can't wait, man. I almost got into a fight with this older lady at a fireworks show earlier this week at the park because <laughs> she had a Utah hoodie on. I had my BYU hoodie on. Oh, I thought it was going to be some noise ordinance. Oh, man, no, no, <laughs> no. I had to get it separated, actually. Somebody's like, the kids are here, B, the kids. Shout out to number 55, Oren Olsen, who played center 
1972 to 1975, played in the NFL for Kansas City as well. 55 days away. Who's the number one villain of BYU Sports in 2019? That is our Twitter and social media, Instagram, whatever you want to chime in on. Facebook, that's the social media question. At Justice underscore Robbins W says, without a doubt, Utah. They are like BYU's Thanos. (laughs) Since the Avengers won this year, spoiler alert, Maybe BYU will. Hashtag BYUSN. Like it. This I like year. it. Okay, let's like keep it rolling. Coming up, we will answer more of your treats. Okay. Questions. Uh, just like that one. Okay. Who's the number one villain? Hashtag BYUSN. Plus, Mark Durant, BYU basketball analyst, former Cougar, on the Cougars in the NBA Summer League, and what's next for Jimmer? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Watch it on BYUSN.com or the BYU TV app. You can listen on the BYU radio app or where podcasts are found. Live from Studio B on the day after Independence Day. Alongside Brian Logan, I'm Spencer Linton. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. We're working while most of you are still off, we're working because we love you. Also working today with us and stepping out of his comfort zone is Mark Durant, BYU basketball radio analyst, former Cougar Hoopster, joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Mark, thank you for giving us your time so generously once again. Well, I always have time for you, and happy fourth weekend to everybody. And uh, what a treat to be on with Brian. I mean, he's that's way better than Jerem or Jason. <laughs> you know what? I think that all the time, but I just, you know, it's, it doesn't make sense for me to say it out loud. So I'm just happy you did. <laughs> Appreciate that. All right, Mark. Uh, let, let's start with uh, the Independence Weekend. I know you're a big guy, big food guy, big backyard guy. How was the Independence Day celebration? And was there anything special at the Durant home? Man, I love this holiday, and uh, it's, it's just a great time to be together with my family. I played a little golf, which I love, and uh, then we went down to Provo. We have a tradition of going to Two Jacks Pizza on Center Street and then to the little fair, the festival thing they've got there, and, uh, and then we went to Toy Story 4. Nice. And, I mean, what a day just spending with my, my wife and kids, and it was just uh, glorious, and I think that's the best way – to celebrate this great freedom of country is to do things that uh, people have uh, worked so hard to, to allow us to do, and it was just a wonderful time. Could not have said it better myself. It is fantastic that we get to do this. And, yes, Toy Story 4, Mark. Now, because we discuss movies often on this program, aside from sports, what's your very quick review of Toy Story 4? Because there have been some very, very contrasting opinions that I've seen in the media. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. They're just uh, magicians uh, at, at Pixar and what they do in that franchise is so good. And plus, you got a Canadian daredevil named Duke Kaboom that is <laughs> it's it, it's Greg Rebell's new name for right now. <laughs> it, it, and uh, that that alone and and is is enough to get you to go to this. No, but I I loved it. It's sweet. It's tender. And uh, you know I can't have enough to- Toy Story movies. So. Um... Mark, let me ask you this question. I'm going to go, go ahead and say this because uh, I just want um, the insecurities just to crumble immediately uh, so you don't feel any, any pressure. Um, <laughs> I cried. I watched, I watched it with my son. I, I cried. <laughs> um, I remember after Toy Story 3 came out for the first time, and we had just lost to 
um, you, to Florida State, 2010. Okay. okay. And so I got to play it off because I was I, I had a shoulder injury, right? So everybody thought I was like, man, my pain, my shoulder. I, but I cried, you know, when Andy gave his toys. I cried this one too. Did you cry? <laughs> uh. Well, I'm a lot tougher than you, so I don't know that <laughs> I cried, but yeah, but it, it certainly touches my heart. And, uh, you know, I, I love that. And my just sitting next to my little 10-year-old daughter and listen to her laugh and watch that, I mean, that that's what makes me cry. It's just a special thing. Anyway, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think this has to do much with BYU sports. No, but that was a, it doesn't it's a at special, all. <laughs> it's a special thing, and, uh, you know, there's so much bad in the world. Why not sit, sit and enjoy some, uh, a little good? So I, it was nice. Mark Durant with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk about some uh, tears that may have been shed over the early departure from NBA Summer League basketball from Jimmer Fredette, which was unexpected. And I was telling Brian and – those listening on the show today, I was in my office on Wednesday and I turn on the TV. I'm waiting for Jimmer's third game and he's nowhere to be found. He's not on the bench. He's not on the baseline. He's not behind the bench. Got a little concerned. Then to find out that he's just done in the NBA Summer League. What was your reaction to finding out that Jimmer was done, Mark? And what does this mean? Well, I was surprised, but uh, I mean, at, at this, and listen, there's no one in, in the history of basketball that has been more of a pro NBA Jimmer guy than me. And I'm convinced that if he could, he could have found the right situation, he could have uh, thrived and, and uh, been a lot of fun to watch. But it's just not going to happen for Jimmer in the NBA, in my view, at this point. The people have made their decisions about him. He doesn't fit the, the model NBA player that you can kind of plug in, and this is what you do. You have to, in order to use him the right way, you have to really think differently and take some risk. And, and I just don't know that the NBA is a place that will do that anymore. And, and so I think it's best for him uh, to play somewhere. I mean, it's like going to the zoo for me, watching him in the NBA, and I see the bald eagle there, and he's stuck in the cage. and. He's magnificent, majestic, and I, and I, you know, I love everything about him. But I, I want to see him flying over the Alaskan wilderness. You know, I, I, to me, that's for Jimmer. I, I just want to see him where he can play and do Jimmer stuff. And whether it's China or Europe or whatever, uh, and, and I know it's tough for him to be in China, but I think this he probably does have some opportunities in Europe, which would be a little bit better fit to have your family there. I heard you guys talking about that, and that's a tough thing. But I think. Europe is a lot better than China as far as that goes. So if he can find the right fit like Brandon Davies has in in Europe and where he can spread his wings and do his thing, I just want to see Jimmer be Jimmer and have fun on the court and put up 50 a night. And it's just, I mean, that's so much fun for me to watch. And I'm sad it's not in the NBA, but I think he needs to find a place where he can do that. That's the best analogy ever. I just want to take a moment and, and, and say thank you. I, pre- See, I, I told you that's that. why I like Brian yeah. better than Jerem. Jerem never compliments. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with with that being said, um, do you think Jimmer had the revelation of okay, this you know I've, I've done this before. I've I've been here recently in the past, and just this time right now. I can see clearly that it's just not going to happen. Or do you think it was more of the you know other um, you know opportunities that came knocking that led him to the, the decision? Well, I have no doubt that he's got other opportunities and and he'll be fine. But I, I don't know. I, I don't really buy that that excuse. I think it was more of the former, where he goes there and, and, and you know it's just back to more of the same. Guys don't want to give him the ball, and you know it's not a great uh, probably a team environment, and it's hard. You know, summer leagues different too, and everybody's trying to make their splash. And in summer league. 
teams are more focused on their guys, their draft picks, whether it's second round or whatever, guys, they want to see those guys, and it's hard to break into that. And I think all of that probably combined, and Jimmer's like, what am I doing here? This is a kind of a waste of time for me. Why risk anything? Uh, let's go explore some other options. But, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough situation being a veteran coming into summer league trying to break in with some of these guys that – uh, they're, I mean, rightly so. They're all about, I want to show what I can do in this setting. This is my chance. And who's this guy coming in from China or wherever? This, you know, it, it, it's a hard situation. And he probably just thought, this is going nowhere. Why waste my time with this? Let's move on to something that would be more beneficial and, and not risk any injury. Mark Durant with us on BYU Sports Nation. We're talking NBA Summer League, Jimmer Fredette specifically. And now I want to get your opinion on Eric Mika, who – kind of burst onto the scene in one of his early games with the Sacramento Kings, had 14 points, 13 rebounds, a big block. He's still very young, and he most recently was playing in Germany before that Italy. He's a guy that left BYU early. Do you see at any point Eric Mika playing a game in the National Basketball Association? Uh, well, my honest opinion is is probably not, just because of what I, again, said about Jimmer, it's just such a tough thing to come from Europe and work your way back in. Uh, it, it's it's such an uphill climb. It's it's getting a little easier because Europe European leagues are much better now than they were. Uh, so you can you can see a scenario where that could happen. The problem again with Eric is he doesn't fit that NBA mold. I mean, you look at these guys, you stand next to them on the court. And the athleticism and the, the jumping and the speed, uh, it's, it's amazing how good they are. They are so good in the NBA. And it's a different style of game now, too. Eric Mika would have a much better chance in the 90s when I played because he's a big, strong, muscle, big guy, and he'll just knock you over and get to the hoop. That, that's really not the game anymore. If if you're Eric, if you're six ten, six eleven, and you can't shoot a three, you you don't you're not going to see the floor. Right. Uh, you've got to be able to stretch. And, and Eric's not a real vertical player where he can do something. I mean, he's a back you down, knock you over, score at the rim type of guy. And and even if he's able to develop a little bit of a shot, which I'm sure he works on, there's just so many guys his size that can shoot and run the floor. And and again. This is not a knock on Eric. He's one of the all-time greats. He's a great player, uh, and he'll have a great career. But what I'm saying is the NBA is so different now, and they have, they have the checklist of, you know, has he got this, has he got this, has he got this. And if you're not checking everything on that list, unless you do something really, really good, you have a specialized skill, that, that can sometimes get you in. But if you're not hitting those checklists, all of them, uh, you're you're going to be in Europe, which is fine. I mean, he's living a great life over there, playing great basketball. And you can see in the summer leagues, he's clearly good enough to play in the NBA. It's just, will he get that opportunity? And does he meet all the things that teams want? There's only one or two spots here, and it's so hard to break in to that. It's, it's just going to be an uphill climb. Not that he can't play in the NBA. It's just that it's tough to get that opportunity. So, so Mark, you, you, um, you know, brought up, you know, well, got my wheels turning a lot, and and I always see from a football standpoint, 
a correlation with how many guys are getting drafted or going to the next level NFL and sticking on rosters um, with the, the correlation of the success of the team that they came from, right? So Alabama, Clemson, those are going to have a lot of guys in the NFL that stick, you know, make an impact. And obviously you look at their record. Um, is, is there a, a similar correlation with, with BYU as far as, you know, a lot of these guys, you have Jimmer, um, you know, Mika, Elijah Bryant, um, that, you know, don't maybe have the talent uh, to make it to the next level. And so, you know, there's a correlation with uh, the, the last couple of seasons and, and the record and, and the struggles. Absolutely. I mean, if you're a successful player, with the, if, if Eric Meek is coming off of Duke, he's just automatically assumed uh, to, to be able to play in the NBA. Uh, now, whether or not he can, uh, you know, that, that'll be a process. But, but BYU players need to take an extra step before they get to that. They need to show that they even uh, belong at, uh, in the conversation. Can, uh, and, and whereas a lot of other players from better programs, it's just assumed that they are. So they've got to really prove themselves just to get to that first level. And most BYU guys are not. Uh, again, checking off the list, they, they don't have the athleticism. One guy I would say that, that does check off that is a guy like Brandon Davies, and he did play in the NBA for a couple of years because he physically has all of those attributes, and I could conceivably see a way for him back, but now he's playing in the top league in Europe and making good money. So, I mean, I mean he's in a nice spot. But what I'm saying is when you come from BYU, there's a uh, – a perception that athletically you're not good enough to compete. And when your team is not making the NCAA tournament and doing all those things that some of these other players are coming from schools that are, you have to then prove yourself right off the bat. And that's tough. Like I said, this is all about opportunities. And, and a lot of NBA teams would just won't even bother with you because there's plenty of other guys that they can look at that meet those criteria. So it's frustrating, but the way to do that is, uh, is win games, and, and, and it would be nice if some of these guys would stay around a little bit longer like Yoli did. I mean, that's a, that was huge news, and that can change the whole cycle. You know what I'm saying? If, if Yoli stays and now they make the NCAA tournament, win a game or two, and you've got this great core back, and then you don't have to meet that first hurdle. You're already mm-hmm. running the race, and then, you can, then it's not as tough. So anyway, I'm kind of rambling on about it, but – it's it's a frustrating, tough situation, but hopefully that can change in the future with guys making decisions like Yoli did. All right, Mark, we're wrapping up here, but I do want to get uh, quickly your opinion on this final question. Does Yoli Childs coming back for his senior season at BYU improve his shot to make the NBA? Absolutely it does because uh, I think the, the the way to help him – is one, I think Coach Pope said, I'm going to help you develop an NBA game, and Coach Pope played in the NBA and can help him. And so he'll get better as a player and more ready for the NBA. Number two, because he's back, the team's much better, and if you can beat beat Gonzaga and or get to the NCAA tournament, win a game or two, then you're on the national stage. People know about you. You're one of the best centers in the West, and, and you'll get a better chance now i don't know if, how much the how much uh, better the odds are him but he'll at least get a better chance people know who he is he maybe get invited to some combines because he came back and otherwise he's going to europe or the d-league and it's like i talked about it's so hard to get back in the nba once you're there if you can start higher and get a chance right off the bat 
teams will work with you and if you're a draft pick they'll want to they'll want to help you they'll they'll work to get you in summer league and, and and getting you the ball in summer league and then and they know who you are and if there's an injury they'll bring you in i mean that's the way into the nba in my opinion and i think that the yoli made a smart decision if his goal is to play in the nba he made the right decision to come back to byu Mark, great to talk with you as always. Great insights. Uh, I wish you many bald eagle uh, viewing <laughs> ventures over the next uh, few days in summer. And uh, why not have a Toy Story marathon as well? Hey, I love you guys. You do a great job. Thanks, uh, Spencer and Brian. Send my love to Jeremy and Jason. You got it. Mark Duran on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Great stuff, man. Great, great, great stuff. Coming up. MLP doing footwork drills in the backyard. Is this a big deal or no deal? And more of your responses. Who's the number one villain for BYU Sports in this year, 2019? This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Alongside Brian Logan, I'm Spencer Linton. You missed the headlines the first time around. Good news. We're about to do them again. After playing two games in the NBA Summer League, Jimmer Fredette has decided to stop playing with the Golden State Warriors. And according to reports, that will decrease the risk of injury as he seeks deals overseas. Fredette averaged nine and a half points, shot 44% in the two games he played in the California Classic. Elijah Bryant and the Milwaukee Bucks play in their first Summer League game today against the 76ers at 3.30 Eastern. The game is on ESPN2. Bryant averaged 17.5 points and 5.7 rebounds last season for Hapol Elat. There you go. Brandon Davies has now officially signed a two-year deal to play with FC Barcelona. Holler. Top European team in the top European league. Davies recently named the best rebounder in the FIBA African qualifiers for Uganda. He's coming off an outstanding campaign with BC Zalgiris, leading that club to two Lithuanian championships. Brandon's doing some good work right now. According to Pro Football Focus, James MP is the second highest graded center in all of college football. Pro Football Focus reported that MP allowed only nine quarterback pressures in 853 snaps played. Our question of the day, who or maybe what is the number one villain of BYU sports in 2019? In on Facebook, I can't believe we did not discuss this answer. Lori Wood, thanks for bringing it to the forefront. <laughs> she says, injuries. Is that the number one villain for BYU Sports in 2019? It has been in the past, but will it be this year? It's been since since we've been independent, since BYU has been independent. That's injuries to the quarterback specifically. Injuries depth. That's that's been the issue. That man, I feel ashamed for not saying that. Thank you. Who, who said this? Lori, Lori thank Wood. you, Lori. Lori I Wood. appreciate you. Coming up, Taylor Cole had a stellar performance on the mound for the Anaheim Angels. We'll tell you about it in the Cougar Whip Run. And is Sione Takitaki's Madden rating a big deal <laughs> or no deal? And why is the Cleveland Browns punter talking to him about it? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. For the latest and greatest content from BYU Sports Nation, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and The Gram. It's now The Gram, so you're on board with that, right? The Gram, Grammy, 
whatever you want. Yeah, I like Grammy. Not Insta. Nah, it could be Insta too. I, I mean, Grammy just sounds better to me. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and the Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with that. Just unbelievable bit of oh, uh, golden opinion from hey, Brian Logan. Hey, man, don't judge. Just pray. That's what we do. Let's pray. get some more Brian Logan opinion in Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. All right. This is how we do it. We throw out a current trending idea or topic within BYU sports, and we decide if it's a big deal or no deal. Brian, number one, Sione Takitaki found out his Madden ratings from the Cleveland Browns punter, no less, but found out and they recorded him receiving these numbers. His speed, an 85, everything out of 100. Jumping, 88 out of 100. Toughness, 86 out of 100. Big deal, no deal. Sione Takitaki's Madden ratings. It's a big deal for me, man. This is a big deal for me. I mean, as as a player, when you you know get these ratings and stuff, obviously it's like, well, whatever. You, you kind of just brush it off or whatnot. But at the end of the day, like deep down in you, you there, you, you nobody, everybody has little insecurities, you know. And I would, as a as a linebacker and what I've done in my career. I would be a little bit upset about the toughness part. I at least would want to be in the 90s. I understand that the speed and the jumping, but it's like a DB. You could put anything, you know, that you want. I could be in the 50s and everything else, but my speed, please give me at least 90s. <laughs> I'll, take a, I'll take a 90. I'll take a 90.1. Hey, an you know? 85 for a linebacker? It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Sione ran well, and they go largely off of these – Combine oh my, numbers. Yeah. They have to, yeah. right? There's nothing else. How, yeah. else you, how else are you going to do it? Yeah, you have to. He had a great combine and got himself drafted by the Cleveland Browns. So, yeah. And if you watch Sione's face when he's finding out this information, there is almost like this joy that gets, <laughs> it's, it's unexpected joy. Like, wow, that's actually kind of pretty good. And I retweeted this yesterday. We'll put this out on the BYU Sports Nation account as well from the Cleveland Browns. If you want to see this, go to Twitter and check out this video. But to me, it's a big deal because I know what Sione has gone through yeah, to get to this get point. There. Yeah, it is. I love to watch him succeed because it has been a long and at times tumultuous journey. Yeah, so a big you. deal for me. Next, all right, Moroni Laulupututo, Brian, doing drills in the yard with the fam around, taking video of it. Here's a guy that blew out his knee in the Washington game again, mm-hmm. and has had so many different. Injuries that he's dealt with at BYU. Now he is on the road to recovery once again, trying to get healthy and ready for game number one. To see him do drills this quickly after such a significant injury, big deal or no deal? It's it's definitely a big deal, man. I mean, anytime that you can have uh, another weapon, anytime that you can have uh, depth, you can add to to the roster. Like 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 I mentioned earlier, um, you know, I believe that that injuries have been the biggest issue or biggest villain, you know, since BYU's been independent. You you playing these tough schedules, you know, these these massive schools, you know, every guy that you face, like I like I remember, you know, playing every P five school, all all of the dude, all of the corners were bigger than our receivers. And I was like, this doesn't make this doesn't make any sense, right? So, I mean, you you are going toe to toe, pound to pound for pound, and so to have a weapon that can be used, but then also have some more depth, I think it's a huge deal. Yeah, Moroni saying in the tweet, 
22 hours ago, to think I couldn't even walk seven months ago. Mm. Not quite there yet, but we getting close. Hashtag finding out why. Oh, it's yes, of course, this is a big deal because one, Moroni has gone through so much. And so, again, it's I'm just happy to see him getting better. But two, BYU needs him, Brian. Yeah. BYU needs him to do his thing. He was one of BYU's best blockers. And that's the thing. Whatever he's thrown, no pun intended, he kind of just excels. Okay. Wide receiver, tight end, blocker. He's done well enough. BYU needs him. This is a big deal that he is uh, ahead of schedule. All right. On to the next. BYU Sports Nation Karma collides in the Women's World Cup final this weekend, Jason. Or Brian, I should say. Oh, man. I just, uh, okay. Hold on, man. I, I look know. way better than Jason. That's true. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I love you, Jason. <laughs> okay, sorry. I was just looking at a picture of Jason Shepard. <laughs> the Netherlands, we drew out of a hat. No, Brian. you guys didn't do that. We drew the Netherlands out of a hat. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No. Do you remember what happened last year with Croatia? I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. drew that one out of a hat, too. Wow. Croatia went to the Men's World Cup Final. The Netherlands now in the Women's World Cup Final. The Netherlands had never gotten past the round of eight, Brian. Actually, you know what? You know what, man? I don't even know why I made that reaction. I know the karma is real. I know okay. it's real. I believe in it. We, I believe it. We obviously root for America, USA. Yeah. Okay? And we said that. Okay, They have the karma because we're Americans and they're America. Ma- America first. America but first. we need another team just to see, just That's to crazy. test, again, the power of the karma. And okay. wouldn't you know, the Netherlands and the United States are playing in the Women's World Cup final. I'm trying to tell you guys, man, we need to get a shirt made with all of the karma given and the events that took place or the stats that took place after that. An infomercial, right? We need to do a 30-minute yeah. commercial on the, uh, I, I guess. Uh, the karma. The karma. I mean, yeah, yeah, the karma. Let's, but- no, let's, not do a, let's do a documentary, man. A documentary, <laughs> dude. We can take back all the clips when we had the athletes on, this, the work. I mean, it's yes, big. No, it's the, big. It's big. Specifically, it's big the success and the, the most, the unbelievable fashion of the karma is right. what I'm getting at. Like, it. It's a little weird. Like, this is cray-cray right here. Amazingly. That's cray. cray. Okay? The Netherlands, it's obviously a big deal, is it not? It's a huge deal. Yeah. So big that we should make a documentary. Who had Croatia in the Men's World Cup final? Nobody. Or the Netherlands playing the United States in the Women's World Cup final? The two teams we gave the karma to? (laughs) Really? They've never gone past the round of eight? Come on. (laughs) Coming up, Jacob Bregman continues his hot streak with the Tacoma Rainiers. I might have something that's even better than the Netherlands and the United States playing in the Women's World Cup final, and it's courtesy of Jeff Judkins. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guest, Mark Durant who gave us what Brian Logan calls one of the greatest analogies in the history of BYU sports. The Jimmer is the bald eagle caged. (laughs) Download the podcast on BYU TV and the BYU radio apps. Brian, what should we do now? Let's whip it. Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the major leagues. Taylor Cole pitched two and two-thirds innings for the Los Angeles Angels in a 9-3 loss to the Texas Rangers. In those innings, he had one strikeout while giving up no hits and no runs. Cougars in the minors. Jackson Clough, two for four for the single-A Hagerstown Suns in a 3-2 to two loss to the Delmarva Shorebirds. He continues to tear it up. Brennan Lund went one for three 
with an RBI in the Salt Lake Bees 9-6 win over the El Paso Chihuahuas. Chihuahuas. Mm-hmm. I just had to make sure that I saw that I read what I want to say. <laughs> it was accurate. <laughs> Daniel Schneeman, one for three with a triple and an RBI in a Lake County captain's four to one win over the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. David Clausen went one for five with a double and an RBI in the Orm Owls eight to four win over the Grand Junction Rockies. Jacob Brugman back in Triple A ball, two for four with a double and a. Wait, wait, did we already read this one? No, we didn't. Okay, <laughs> with the Tacoma Rainers three to nothing loss to the Fresno Grizzlies. There's so much minor league baseball happening right now. Jacob Hanneman went one for five and scored twice in the Iowa Cubs five to four win over the Memphis Redbirds. Colton Shaver three for five with a home run. Dude continues to light it up in double A ball. Five runs batted in for his Corpus Christi hooks. 22 to five victory over the Midland Rockhounds. Nice. Golf. Zach Blair is currently tied for seventh place shooting eight under par at the Lecom Health Challenge Tournament, which is part of of the Corn Ferry Tour. Formerly the Web.com Tour. Soccer! All right, we just talked about it. World Cup Day. The Netherlands beat Sweden 1-0 in the 99th minute. It took OT. The Netherlands will now face Team USA in the finals Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern. BYU Sports Nation Karma represent. Today's rise and shout-outs now, Jason. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, I'm about, to, I'm about to walk off. Like, I'm done. Y'all, you, wait, I was like, y'all ain't got to pay me for this. I'm going to talk to Atlanta. Like, Lana, don't pay me for this I show. Just, I'm, I I'm, just see you paying attention. <laughs> I kid. See, I, kid. We, I love Brian. We, Come on. You were about to. Okay. Mm-hmm. We weren't going to be friends. No more. My rise and shout out goes to at WearBlue One, BYU Sports Nation fan, who presented a picture of Jeff Judkins and his luscious locks. Larry Bird, Daryl Griffith at the World University Games in 1977. Look at Jenny rocking number five on the front row. Nice. The USA won the gold, beating the Soviet Union. Thank you, Shireen, at Where Blue One for this amazing picture. Amazing. Mine, mine goes to MLP, you know, for yes. hard work, yeah. dedication, determination. You know, whenever uh, life gives you, uh, you know, lemons, make a lemonade stand. So, you know. Love it. <laughs> Who's the number one villain of BYU Sports in 2019? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. Tyson K. Clark says number one is definitely Utah. A close second is Utah. And a long shot third is also Utah. I like it. Uh, Dennis, um, we had time. They just don't like me. I'm sorry. Conversation hey, continues what, what? 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook using the hashtag BYUSN. For Brian, not Jason, I'm Spencer. <laughs> Shout out to the fans. 